besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Support gut health with Inner Health Digestive Defence. 60 capsules are now only $41.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Tuesday the 12th of July and the weather is horrible, horrible all around the country. Kempi, he's up in Kirikiri and it's stormy, it's yuck there and it's horrible down here in Otatahi Christchurch and I'm just looking outside, there's a random truck here and I'm going, what are you doing? I need to go out there and have a look but I'm obviously on air so there's a truck sitting out there in my driveway and he's got his... There's lights on, so that's obviously means something's going on, but uh, I don't know what. So I've messaged my neighbour. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know if they'll still be there, mate. It's been that horrible out here. Windy and yuck. But uh, Kempi, how are you, brother? Oh, Mati up here, bro, is going nuts. The wind, the rain, mm. it's been hard to sleep through the night up the far, um, far north, but... Yeah, man, apart from that, it's what it's bought. It's bought in a subtropical uh, climate. It's, I reckon it's about 17, 18 degrees up here. I don't know where the heat's come from. I've just been outside to get a get a notepad out of the car and, um, geez, whipped off the sweatshirt and I'm walking around in my singlet. It's that warm. Unbelievable. No wonder you want to come yeah. and live up here, eh, Izzy? A bit different than <laughs> down there, good. mate, with the snow. Those poor cows, mate. You got some coats, oh. hopefully, for those 14 cows you got out there. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually woke up. I actually woke up, Kempi, and I was like, I love Christchurch. I love Christchurch. Um, it's a beautiful place. It's, it holds a special place in my heart. But I was like, why do I live here? It is so <laughs> wet and yuck and miserable and just so cold. And I'm like, oh, maybe one day I'll win lotto and chase summers, go summer to summer. And then just get yeah, rid of the winters like a lot of a lot of people do, mate. Um, You've already won lotto. Yeah, you can she, do it now. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Uncle. Oh, look at that backdrop you've got, mate. I've got I've got a backdrop looking at cows. You've got a backdrop looking at the Bay of Islands. Don't you even compare. <laughs> oh, you're a cracker. Anyway, Uncle, we've got a big show today. We're going to be uh, talking other things other than rugby. Don't worry. Rug- rugby will slip in there throughout the show, no doubt. I've got a plenty of text messages that we need to get through from yesterday's show that I'll, I'll read in a couple of minutes' time. But for then, today, 
after 7am, about 7.20ish. He's on the road, he's travelling, he's a busy man to track down, but we appreciate him coming on our show. Hayden Wild, uh, he, won, he, he won the latest uh, World Triathlon Championship Series and race in Hamburg. He's actually been racing really well. A maiden victory, a couple of seconds, and obviously that win in Hamburg, Germany. So we'll have a catch-up with Hayden Wild um, shortly, uh, about 7.20ish this morning, so stay tuned for that. Following that, the Cadbury Netball Series starts Wednesday, and the Silver Ferns have already been rocked by the dreaded COVID, Nolene Tauroa. The coach will miss the Cadbury Series. She's uh, tested positive for COVID, so she'll miss it. Today we'll chat to uh, Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik, who will coach the New Zealand A side taking on uh, the Silver Ferns. And, uh, mate, it'll be awesome. Uh, Debbie Fuller. Debbie Fuller, the assistant, will be taking over the coaching rounds, uh, reigns with um, the Silver Ferns and uh, Nolene Tauru's absence. So today we'll take to Mary Ann Delaney Hoshik. They're taking on New Zealand A, the New Zealand men's side, and also New Zealand's invitational side uh, for the Cadbury Series. So that kicks, that starts tomorrow. Tomorrow. So we'll have a chat about that about 7.40ish. And then after 8, MP Baz, the coach, McCallum, he's back in New Zealand. He's back in New Zealand. He, he actually like, missed. I was reading as he didn't like that? baseball. I was reading he didn't <laughs> like the old baseball. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like too much. It's uh, referencing him and him as himself, mate. He's pretty um, like I was, I've been talking to him, mate. And I said, uh, "What are you up to? What are you up to? Do you want to, you know, have a catch up?" He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, this is this is the players' time. This is about the players." So he's just really taking a backward step in a, you know, taking a, you know, just. Chilling out in the background, not really having too much of the front in the media, and and he's loving it. He's loving. It. He's back home with his family, and I missed him. He says, hey, "Come on the show, mate. Come on, we'll get you up." And he goes, "What time?" I said, "Ah, oh, mate, eight o'clock, eh? Eight o'clock. <laughs> nice little sleeping for you, you know. School holidays, so the girls will be home, and all the kids will be home, so it'll be a real family affair. But after eight o'clock, we'll tach, uh, chat to Baz, Baz, the coach, McCullum." And uh, he's see what he's up to for the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. And con- continue the cricketing theme. Our Black Caps escaped a close one the other day as Michael Bracewell smashed the team to victory with the ball remaining. Michael joined us a few minutes ago. He only just left us. He's got a busy day preparing for that match. Take two against the Irish side tomorrow. And uh, we'll play that for you at 8.40. So a big show for you today. Got any questions or anything you would love to be answered? Double eight, double three on the Temple Bedpost text machine, or even better, give us a call because the phone lines are running hot, which is fair because she was a big day of debating and reacting to Saturday's performance of the All Blacks and not only that, all sports. So oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Big show, Kempi. Big show, Kempi. On, aren't you? You're up in the Bay of Islands, and you obviously got your beautiful family there. You, you, you know, you, you're on a big bit of land. Are you getting your hands dirty, Kempi? Are you getting out there and <laughs> and, and your singlet and the 18 degrees uh, nearly uh, tropical hurricane storms? Are you getting out there and doing some mahi? Hell yeah. Mate, you got no choice. What I'm annoyed at is that I spent two days just tidying the place up and then the storm's coming last night. And I'm like, all I can think about is that was a waste of time. I should have waited. I should have waited. But nah, mate, you, you got no choice. I got the gumboots. I'm, you know, I went over my mate next door. He's, uh, he's the old owner of a company called Treescape and he's got all the tools. And I said, oh, look, I need a strummer. He goes, yep, get over here. 
get over here. I've got one. I'm going to take you through, demo it. It was a Strummer, mate. It's like, it's like, uh, oh, it's a transformer. That's all I can say. It's got like a motor. You pull, you pull all these pieces off and you hook it back up. So that's it, it, not a strummer, but it's a strummer. Then it's a chainsaw, and then it's a hedge trimmer, mate. It's all in one. And he's got all the safety gear and helmet with a set of ev, ev headphones and visors and all these <laughs> leggings that you look like a western, you know, like a cowboy walking out. We're holding a strummer, so. Mate, yeah, it's a, you know, when you've got a bit, little bit of land, you know that, is it? You, you can't just sit in there and watch the lawns grow. It'll overtake your yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's um, it's pretty uh, pretty full noise. Man, I'm just a bit worried about this this truck out there. This truck out there, he's he sitting might in be, paddock now. He might be taking the cows. Yeah. Yep, they're going, yeah, yeah that's his dad. He's, he's, we've been listening to he him on, on the old Clueless, Country Clueless. <laughs> he might be here to pick up the digger. He might be here to pick up the digger, and the digger's at my neighbour's. So I better give him a ring. <laughs> yeah, get on the phone. Give him a call. Just make sure, make sure he's the taking, the, taking the digger. <laughs> She's full nearly. Uh, oh, anyway, Kempi, give her another thing. We've got a f uh, big show. We're going to be talking to Harold Wilder today. He's been going outstanding in the triathlon. Bit of netball, a bit of cricket. But yesterday we were covering the All Blacks and uh, it was a hot topic throughout the day, no doubt. So I'm going to answer a few messages here on one other thing we seem to do. This is from Kevin on the Temperbird Post text machine. One other thing we seem to do when the All Blacks lose is what went wrong and how did this happen? Answer, Ireland were better and played well. We were totally out. Coach, credit when credit is due. Kevin from Titarangi. So that is pretty fair. Whenever we lose, we go searching every nook and cranny for finding answers, but the reality is that Ireland was just a better side. Obviously, there's a lot of debatable topics from that game, the refereeing, officiating, some mm. decisions that were made, but we just got made to uh, make unforced errors and made to look bad, really. It was uh, pretty crazy to watch. Yeah, it was. You know, look, there's been lots of... There's been lots of... Um I guess talk and debate around what's been going on with the coaching, and you know, I see a big article come out of stuff today about the the position of the coaches and and the percentages and all that sort of stuff. And when you review that, Fozzie's actually not too bad. He's he's sitting up there just outside Hanson and and Henry, um, well and well in front of John Hart, who's who's in double figures. Um, but you got to go way back to the '60s, I think, in the '50s, where the coaches have had a hundred percent record. So. Look, I, I feel Fozzie's pressure, and like you said yesterday, um, the first person that comes under under the pump in any sport, all right, is is not just the, you know, your, your star player normally, but the coach always always cops it. And I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, expecting anything less um, from from our All Black uh, supporter or our All Black um, per person with an opinion. That the pressure they see, uh, who's under the most pressure at the moment, is Fozzie, and the only way Fozzie can can fix this is by winning this weekend. Mm. And mate, let's 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 not let's not beat around the bush here. This is the biggest sporting occasion in Wellington, in the context of COVID, that we haven't had teams travelling here for three years. That the that the country is watching this weekend. I mean, I mean, like when I got off the when I got off the show yesterday. All I could think about was, how big a week is this for the All Blacks? Like, how big is it? It's absolutely massive. It's huge, huge week, Kempi. Like, um, if if they lose again, 
like um the the X is going to be welded. Let's be honest. Like the, there's already like conversations out there at the moment, and you know, like the, I can deal with with the one, but if you go back to back, I can't even remember the last time the All Blacks lost back to back um tests like week week on week going back. It's a long time ago. That's how long it has been. So particularly at home, we can't lose back to back. And one thing that scares me is. I touched on it months ago about Wellington. It is, mate, it is a ground that hasn't been a happy um, stomping ground for, for the All Blacks over late. They've lost their last three out of four, and um, it's been a tough place to play. The weather obviously affected, but, um, mate, if there's any a week, then the All Blacks, like you say, reading the comments about Adi Savia and, and him having his, he's got Fozzie's back 100%. He's got his team's back. Obviously, he's he's heard the noise and he's read the noise and, and the external pressure. He knows it's there, but he trusts his boys and his brothers 100%. And he's got Fozzie's back. So the question was asked yesterday: Has Fozzie still got the, um, you know, the the changing room? I think he still does. 100%. He's still mm. got the belief and uh, the boys in the changing rooms to do a job. And, and that's the thing with coaching. You know that when when the things don't go wrong, the coach is the one that's been uh, pointed the finger at. But the players have to take some accountability too. And some of the things that we've played out on the weekend, um, you know, the handling catch, the catches, the handling, the passing, that's that's just player error. And that's just um, players not being able to nail their role. So, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting time. It's going to be a big week for the All Blacks. I'll, I'll continue on reading a couple of these messages yesterday um, from... Uh, some some pundits out there, double eight, double three. There needs to be a ferocious response to the weekend by the ABs. This is what we're talking about. I'm okay that we lost, but they got in our face, taunted us, and disrespected our captain. What shocked me is no one responded to what Mahoney, oh Mahoney said, Peter, I would have tried to smash him. That is from someone. That was fair. Like when um when he got in his grill, eh, and, and really got <laughs> right up in his grill and said that thing that you're a second-hand Richie McCall, no one even reacted. It would have been interesting. if da I wonder if Dane Coles is going to start this week. A bit of mongrel coming into that forward pack, or even if he's involved in the squad. Someone that they need. A bit of difference and a bit of edge in it, Kempi. Yeah, it's... You know, look, I, I hear what, what the text is saying, is that, you know, let's let's not beat around the bush here and 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 fight fire with fire. Like, that's... You, at that level, you can't do it. There's a couple of there's a couple of things I want to say here. The first one is he is that the coach doesn't le lose the change rooms in the All Blacks overnight. You know, no. the the All Blacks is a way. It's an institution. The players know that they probably let down the coach as well as the coach probably not moving as quickly on the tactics as he should have done, like Andy Farrell did to change the the shape of his team going into that second test. That's a learning. I don't think it's about losing the shed. And the other part is you can't fight fire with fire in today's game. Hell, look, look, an Australian got sent to the Sinbin for 10 minutes for a charge down. Mm. That's how ridiculous um, a fight and fire with fire is getting. You, you actually don't have to... You don't have... You, it's going to get to the stage where you look at a player wrong and the referee's going to send you to the Sinbin. You know, and I think... All you've got to do is go back to knowing what you do best. I thought under pressure, the Irish team handled the, the catch, the pass, the basics really, really well. And that's mm. something we've taken for granted. The All Blacks have always been clean, mate. I remember watching them as a kid. You watch them and, the, and you go, how did he catch that ball? You know, How did he make that pass? Everything was so crisp. But at the moment, we've just lost our, our way a little bit. And you can, you know, 
if you're looking at, I've got this off off the back fence for today, but are you looking at the 50-50s, we just have to win them. There's no, there's no other way. Every 50-50, we got to win it. Whether it be line-out, yeah. ruck more, um, catch and pass, breaks, you know, defensively. You know, if we, we, mm. we win those, we win the game. It's that simple. You know what? That's got me thinking. That's got me thinking. When I was in the ABs, and I hate referring back to when I was there because this is a different time and a different um, whole team altogether. But when I was there like that, we trained the basics, which is catch, your pass, and your running lines. We trained that every day for hours on end and hours on end. I was like, mate, what are we doing this for? But you just nailed it right then and there. It's because in the game, the game's made up of basic skills. Catch, pass, and you run. That's nothing magical about it, and that's what you've just said, that when we did it, we did it world-class every single time. Now, the biggest person that was a huge influence on that was Mick Byrne, and obviously Mick Byrne was coaching Fiji and Drua, and he was a part of the skills um, the skills performance team for the All Blacks back when I was there for a couple of years. Potentially, and maybe what we're seeing now, Kempi, is that they've gone away from that. They've gone away from really nailing those finer details of the game, which is run, catch, pass, and maybe they're not focusing on their basic skills. And that is showing, because particularly with that comment, which is as really highlights the performance on Saturday, yes, you're right, the passing was poor, the catching was poor, um, the 50-50s they were throwing and they were searching. Instead of going back to the basics, they went away from them. And it, and it affected the flow and effect from Saturday. So, May, I think you've actually nailed it right then and there. Yeah, and and and, and that's exactly right because when you when you get those parts right, especially in an elite athlete like yourself, mm. then you're really good at doing those those real core basic skills anyway. But you're sharper. Like, I mean, you're really sharp, and it has to be in, in, in intensity. I remember you saying, you know, like Wayne Smith, he'd just drill us, and it'd be like you're just playing a game every training session. What you're doing is when you get to that test match, it's 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 rote. It's in your head. You just know exactly what you're going to do, and you're crisp and sharp. They've gone away from that. I have to have because I, I I remember two um, drop balls on the weekend where where they were just a, a catch, a, a cold catch and drop, and I was like, wow, I've never seen that happen. Yeah, I reckon they had to. I reckon they had to as well too, Kim, because I was a bit uh, well gobsmacked from what I was. Seen on the weekend, but hey, that's enough of that. It's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. A can't wait question of the day. Start of the season, start of the year, Fozzie come out and says, yes, this year we're 18 test matches away from the World Cup. We need to have some consistency in our selections. He said it's, it's going to be a a teething out process, and he said, expect some adversity, maybe expect some losses. So for us, as a nation, the question is, have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of test matches still to come this year, potentially looking for that consistent selection going forward to the World Cup? That is the question. Have you made peace that the All Blacks will lose a number of test matches still to come this year? That is our can't wait question of the day. Double eight, double three. Give us a message. Richie's come through. I'll get to that shortly. Or 0800 150 
8 to 11. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.